Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey, housewives. Hey, hey, welcome back. Coming back at you this week. And this week is a little something different. I don't know if we've ever gone so specific on something like this before. Yeah, it is actually. (laughs) But would you like to go over the things that are your fault? Like, uh, no, I'm kidding. No, (laughs) we're not going to open that can of worms. (laughs) (laughs) My husband were here. He would be like, yes, yes. I have actually a list in my phone of all the things that are your fault. But anyways, on a completely separate note, we have a guest for you guys and... Tracy is really going to be the lead on this one <laughs> because while I am not there yet, I actually could be. I just haven't done all the testing and to know one way or the other. But we are bringing back Lindsay O'Reilly and she's going to specifically talk about thyroid. So, Tracy, why are we doing thyroid <laughs> as a well, topic? We're going to just dive right in with how I met Lindsay first, and then we'll we'll reintroduce her here. Hopefully, if you have not listened to her episode before, go back and check it out. And it's all on women's health. And this week, we're getting more specific on the thyroid because it is a brand new diagnosis to me, Hashimoto's. And I have had some health issues over the last, I don't know, it's been a while. I've also given some more details in an episode. We said, love your one body well. If you want to go back to that one, it kind of talks more specifically about how we got here. But in the journey, before I even knew I had a thyroid problem, I had started following Lindsay on Instagram. You can follow her at thyroidnutrition.rd. We'll give more details at the end. But I started following her and realizing that everything that she was sharing, I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm, those symptoms. Yep, I can feel that. And it wasn't until after I was diagnosed and I listened to Lindsay on a podcast and Amy Renicke, we did a podcast with her on disordered eating and just some of the health issues she went through. And then Lindsay listened to that one and reached back out to us. So I just love full circle in this world. I think we all are just really trying to help women just get some answers and to remind you that you are not alone. (laughs) So for starters here, let's just welcome Lindsay, uh, an official welcome. She is a functional medicine dietitian here in the Kansas City area. She focuses on helping women with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's get to the root cause of their thyroid dysfunction to increase energy and address the symptoms. So welcome, Lindsay. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) This is my jam. I love to talk about thyroid health and all things thyroid. So and I'm sorry that that was a diagnosis for you. I feel like, you know, that's common. And yeah, I think multiple people would tell you that it took a while to get that diagnosis. Like there's been a lot of things that have happened and all of a sudden, finally, they're like, oh, that might be it. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah. Well, can we even say about, and I know you mentioned this in the episode of love your one body. Well, is that you went to a doctor, got the blood testing for your thyroid and your numbers were within normal range. Yes. Yep. And it wasn't until your homeopath. Yes. Mm -hmm. He looked at everything, everything in groups of numbers Mm -hmm. and said, because of this, and this and this we're putting these <laughs> together and that gave you the diagnosis yeah so it's not just something as easy as the blood work of well you're normal thanks and moving on which is crazy yeah and so we can get into that too talking a little bit about the testing to do for thyroid disorders and really what that looks like let's so, start at the basic yeah because <laughs> Tori is the one to say, I don't know anything about it. Well, most people don't. So what is the thyroid and what is its function for us women? Yes. And men. Right? Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. We think about it more so for women just because it affects more women than it does men. But the thyroid is a little butterfly-shaped gland kind of at the like base of your neck below the Adam's apple. I kind of, I talk about it as being like our thermostat. So it helps with metabolism. It helps with temperature control. It helps with heart health and skin health and just so many things. All of our cells have a receptor for thyroid hormone to dock and get into the cells and do so much work. So our little tiny thyroid gland does a lot of things in our body. And and I think about it too as kind of a way to keep our body functioning. And it really is particular in how, I don't really know how to say this, like how your body feels if it feels safe. Mm-hmm. If you're doing things or if there's something going on in your body where it's not feeling safe, then your thyroid will compensate and start to underfunction to slow down processes in your body so that your energy reserves can then go to whatever is happening, whatever the stressor is, whatever. So So your body's in that fight or flight mode. If you are currently, if you are, because this is my my husband and I have, so great. Now I know I need to get thyroid testing. (laughs) (laughs) But we've talked to our doctor about that your body, if your body is always in flight or fight mode, it's the adrenaline and it's the serotonin. And if they're not talking to each other, you can't actually get your body out of it. Like you're in that constant state of stress without really knowing it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a whole other level. So, but that was just my, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking on that fight or flight feeling, because I know what that is. I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So the thyroid also works together with the brain, which is the signaling part of it. So the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland in the brain, work with the thyroid. We call that the HPT axis. The brain signals also with the adrenals for stress Mm -hmm. and stress hormones. So the brain is kind of that central functioning piece for, so it works with the thyroid. It works with the adrenals. It also works with the ovaries for Mm -hmm. sex hormones. And so when, and the body will prioritize stress and what's going on with the adrenals and producing stress hormones. So when that happens a lot over extended period of time, we call that chronic stress, then we tend to see lower thyroid function because the brain stops signaling with the thyroid. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yep. Tracy's raising her hand. So stress <laughs> plays a huge role in thyroid disorders. Absolutely. And that's, we'll talk a little bit more about testing too, but that's where we tend to see wonky labs mm-hmm. with thyroid. We tend to see things that look more normal if we're not actually digging in and doing like 
a whole comprehensive lab panel where we can see all the things. If they're only testing one or two labs, they're going to most likely look normal. So do you do you assume that stress is or do you know that stress is the number one, you know, issue that affects the thyroid? Well, yes and no. So actually really here in the US, the number one reason for hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's, right? Mm-hmm. Which you talked about is autoimmune. And so what happens with autoimmune disease is where your immune system is basically turned on, then it creates these like immune system reactions that then kind of attack tissues in our body. So mm-hmm. with Hashimoto's, it's thyroid tissue. And autoimmune disease can happen because of stress too. So sure. so yes, yeah, stress, I don't stress, yes, is probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. reasons for thyroid disorders. And I think stress too, we think about it as kind of stressful situations and yeah. stress in our life and but that can be a stressor going on in your body. It can be an infection. We talk, We were just talking yep. about that. Yep. It could be blood sugar issues. It could be things that you don't think about really as stressors. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think as we were discussing this episode before we went live here was just talking about the stress and what we've been under these last few years. And really, I mean, thyroid disorders on the rise. And is it because it's just now being diagnosed? Or is it because stress is so much greater? You know, that's such, I know it's speculation, Mm -hmm. but it's just kind of crazy to think about that. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, where we're at right now. Absolutely. And I think autoimmune disease in general is on the rise too. Yeah, not just Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's is one of the biggest autoimmune Mm -hmm. diseases that we see, but autoimmune disease in general, and it affects women. Gosh, I would have to look at the I want to say it's like eight times more than men. Don't quote me on that, but it's a, quite a bit. Why do you think autoimmune is rising so greatly? I think part of it is stress. I think part of it is kind of our environment. Our foods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food. Yep. And the way that our food has changed mm-hmm. over yeah. the years. That's a big deal because then proteins change and it affects what's going on in our gut. So usually with autoimmune disease, there's a genetic component there is a gut component and then there's a triggering event, which mm-hmm. is usually a stressor. So oftentimes that will happen with like pregnancy or postpartum. Yep. So a lot of times we'll see um, autoimmune disease diagnosed after that. That's a big stress on the body or after maybe a big life event, like a loss of a loved one or a trauma or, or a move. Um, a, yeah, that's a big stress. I mean, huge stressors mm-hmm. in life for sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to say too, obviously I'm just learning <laughs> all about it as it's become such a new just thought process too. And we've talked about dietary restrictions and we've talked about, you know, sleep and what would you say is, you know, when this is maybe somebody doesn't know they have it, what are the main symptoms that you're going to say, Hey, if these are your symptoms right now, it would be good to get that checked. And then we'll talk about testing. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot more about hypothyroidism, which is low or sluggish thyroid function, just because it's so much more common. Hyper is the opposite where thyroid's over-functioning. But with hypothyroidism, we tend to see a lot of fatigue, which you can actually see with both. We tend to see cold intolerance. So feeling cold all the time. I'm always cold. I have always been cold in my extremities. My husband and I had to get a mattress pad that we each have our own. It's on the bed and it's a heater and I can turn just my side on because he doesn't like it. But you know, every now and then in the winter, he'll want it. But oh yeah, I would have to have that just Mm. so that I could get in bed without freezing. It's was terrible. I'm getting better. I've actually not had it on 
like for a week. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is such a common symptom. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Constipation is a big one because thyroid hormone affects motility in the gut. We can see like dry skin, dry hair, like brittle nails um, affecting how. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> As I show them affecting my nutrients. paper thin mm-hmm. fingernails. I hate them. Well, and she just took. I just nails. took my nails off. I, I, I would always get my nails done. I mean, I've done my nails consistently because I can't stand them what happens and then they just peel Mm. and then they just there's nothing there like I've always had that and this is what's funny is I never knew this was why (laughs) well now let me introduce you to impress nails I'm gonna gonna (laughs) get her on my press on nails if you follow me at all on Instagram she loves her press on nails I love my press on nails (laughs) I changed that out uh, yes they're amazing sorry (laughs) no that's okay so like thinking about things kind of being in sluggish also weight gain weight loss resistance that's pretty common and then we can with women see cycle changes so irregular periods oh infertility Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was the other one that I was thinking about with cycles so a lot of different symptoms in a lot of different areas affecting the body a lot of different ways so I think that's the other tricky thing with thyroid is that we go and we present these symptoms and then we, the doctor wants to treat them kind of individually as opposed to thinking that they might all be connected mm-hmm. because they're also just kind of, I mean, they're not random, but they you are kind like, of random. And feel generic, right? right. Like fatigue. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm always, you know, like, okay, maybe it's, you just need some more B vitamins or, you know, like. There's a lot but, of other causes for right. a lot of these symptoms. Right. And so, they can look like a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. So I can definitely see that where they're just, especially if they do just a one level of blood work and they're like, well, your thyroid's normal. You're just a mom of two young kids. That was the answer mm-hmm. I got the first time I did work. Yeah blood work on that. Well, and like, not what? to go off subject because we do, I want to talk about testing, but I think this is just kind of in my head. I remember all the symptoms, right? And we, we've talked about in the previous episode that she did on women's health, that there's so much information out there, right? And I was in search mode prior to knowing what was going on. Well, everything that you said for thyroid, I can also find when I'm searching my cycle or I'm searching women's health or I'm searching like, so I think it got to the point where I was like, how would I know that it's actually my thyroid and not just that my hormones were wacky, you know, and, and my hormones are wacky. (laughs) I went to my, my gynecologist is who I went to for that first appointment to say, okay, here's what's going on. And I'd had some issues that had happened. And so I was like, okay, I'm going there for anyway, for these reasons. And so I advocated for myself, please advocate for yourself because they did not want to do the blood work. (laughs) And I, said, I'm not leaving the office until I have some blood work because I need answers. I'm desperate. And my thyroid was tested and it was normal, but all the other hormones that they had tested because they could at that time, because again, timing of testing hormones is a whole different story, but that came back with me being perimenopausal. And so I'm like, okay, I can handle that. It's information. Let me figure that out. Well, if you just go and look at what perimenopause is, all the symptoms are the same as having a thyroid disorder. So it was like, I still hadn't been diagnosed yet. And it was like, okay, what, like, where's the answers here? (laughs) Right. And I think that is where a lot of women feel so confused and so alone because we're trying to like hone in to get to the specific root. And I know that's your specialty. So if someone comes to you and they are seeking information, you know, where are you going to start with that? Like the hormones or the thyroid or et cetera? Yeah, that's a good question. So I will always want to run a good thorough blood work panel. I for sure want to dig into the thyroid. I also like to look at blood sugars. I like to look at iron labs. I like to look at just some of the basic blood work Mm because then we can kind of put together patterns and see if there's anything 
really wonky going on there. And then I use symptoms to then say, okay, I definitely think we need to look at hormones, or I think we need to look at gut, or I think we need to look at something else. Or can we take what you have in blood work? Can we take your symptoms? Can we put some things into place Mm -hmm. and see how far we can get you without doing, you know, a lot of other testing, you know, are we kind of surface level here and we can you know make some changes and like move the needle right like Mm -hmm. let's move the needle let's see that if this does anything and then we can go further from there yeah but if you have a lot of symptoms that look like thyroid stuff I would look yeah that's my preference because I just think why not it's Mm -hmm. easy to do with thyroid disorders being so common autoimmune stuff being so common I just think it's just so easy. Why not just like check mark that off? Okay. But- so to go that far, then if people are going just to their general physician and getting some blood work done, while you say it's easy, what do they need to be asking for? Because it's not typically what they're checking. Right. And what I mean by easy is that <laughs> it should be just some standard blood work. Like it's just it's blood work. It should be easy to get. So I, when I look at a full thyroid panel, TSH is the lab typically run by a physician to look at thyroid because that's usually what they use to diagnose and to treat with thyroid meds. They may or may not do a T4. T4 is one of our thyroid hormones. T3 is the other one. The three and the four are for how many iodine molecules that they contain because we need iodine to make thyroid hormone. Side note. So T3, T4, I look at total and free. Free thyroid hormone is what is available to be able to be used in the body. Total is what's available plus what is bound to a protein that kind of just floats around. I also like to look at antibodies. So the two antibodies are TPO or thyroid peroxidase and TG or thyroglobulin. Those are the two that can tell us if there's autoimmune stuff present. So most people with autoimmune disease will show one of those or both of those being positive. Some people with autoimmune won't, but that's just a whole different different thing. Usually they have really super low immune systems, but that that's what I like to look at in a full panel. And then bonus, we can always get a reverse T3. Bonus, we could do T3 uptake. There's a couple other we could add on, but those are the ones that I typically want to see when I look at thyroid. And that gives us the big picture. That's TSH comes from the brain. It's produced by the pituitary gland. So that tells us what's happening at the brain. The thyroid hormones, T4, so T4 is telling us what is happening at the thyroid level because it produces mostly T4. Then T3 is telling us, are we converting T4 to T3? That's where we get most of our T3. So it's kind of telling us all the different pieces of thyroid health, not just what's happening at the brain. And I would say that unless you have an issue or you have looked into it, you don't know no one was going to know what you just said. She probably is like, what? What? <laughs> right. Well, I, I honestly, I recognize some of these right. initials from previous blood works, mm-hmm. right? Like these are just things when you're looking, you know, when you get the blood work done and you're seeing what else they're running for and you're like, they're like, okay, this looks great. And then, but you're looking at them like, okay, what is this? What right. is the T4? What is the T4? Well, I no, didn't, like, I mean, I am like always thirsty for knowledge when I don't know something, especially when it's like, I'm trying to get answers. And yeah, there's obviously going out and finding out what all that means <laughs> is difficult, mm-hmm. you know, especially for someone who's just been told, hey, these things are a little wonky in your world. <laughs> so I do have a testing guide available that you can download. So if you go to my Instagram page, 
And then through the link there, there's you can find the testing guide. But it does go through TSH, the free thyroid hormones, the antibodies, tells you why, tells you what I look at when it comes to functional lab ranges. Because the lab ranges that come back with these labs are like, they're huge. Mm-hmm. So TSH usually shows like 0.5 or 0.8 to like 4.5 or something where I like to see it in a smaller, what we call optimal range. So it shows those ranges too. So when you, that's the other <laughs> hard part about when you get these labs run is your doctor may see, oh, your TSH is four. That's within normal limits. Great. You're fine. But that would be a red flag for me. If you have a lot of symptoms, maybe you have a low T4, I would be red flagging that as a yeah. thyroid mm-hmm. issue, whether it's diagnosable or not, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, and I think that's just your specialty, you know, like, and that's where I had a conversation. We talked about this before with a friend this morning, just very much in desperation and seeking answers. And I think that it's great that we have, you know, you to be able to have as a resource, but also you can do it virtually, you know, you don't have to be seen in person and you can help people. I love that. Yeah. Well, and isn't it funny that that's one of the things that has certainly come from the pandemic, that there are so many more ways now to have somebody in Kansas City who's, you know, who is working with you on your thyroid when you live in Dallas or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, telehealth has been there pre-COVID and everything like that, but now more people are open to it Mm -hmm. and can see that, no, we can still have, you know, like, well, doesn't my doctor need to be able to examine me and da, 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 da. Well, that's different for certain things. Yeah. But also I want to encourage people because as we're talking about, I mean, we're specifically talking about the thyroid, but like when we go to a general practitioner, that's exactly what they do. They generally know things like they know a little bit about a lot of things. And then the idea is, is that if it's something that is that they don't know enough about, they're going to give you to a specialist. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you haven't spent any time in the medical world, like there is literally a doctor for every single part of your body and you like there's the ear nose throat doctor there's the (laughs) cardiologist there's you know I mean an oncologist for cancer like so don't be afraid to ask for a specialist yeah right like that is such a way to advocate for ourselves Mm -hmm. and not just go I mean our gynecologists are great but you know and usually that's who women end up talking to right and saying okay well I'm going through postpartum depression and I know that's who I went through when I was starting to feel mm-hmm. the depression and anxiety. Like that's where I first got my first rounds of medication because that's who I was talking to and yeah. seeing on the regular. But that's something too is like advocating for yourself is is also finding the person that knows the most about what you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely out there. Yeah, totally. And I think too with thyroid, there's root cause like we think of thyroid as the reason why we feel so terrible when we have these symptoms but there's usually something else that's actually driving the thyroid problem so Mm -hmm. it's also trying to figure that piece of it out while you're supporting the thyroid and trying to feel better all at the same time so it really is more of a whole body focus 
not just a thyroid focus. Yeah. Well, and that's where, you know, mine specifically, and I mentioned this before is Epstein-Barr virus, you know, with it being an autoimmune, there's something going on in my immune system, you know, and it's that virus that is what's really been my biggest thing that we're focusing on. And everybody has a different story. (laughs) You know, there's genetics, there's, you know, how, how well or how unwell you were when you were pregnant. Like there's so many of those things. And, you know, you were talking there in the beginning about the adrenal glands and that's actually my adrenal glands. I'm dealing with adrenal fatigue because of being perimenopausal, having issues with my thyroid, they're overworked. (laughs) So, you know, there's so much that I'm working on healing backwards, you know, peeling the the layers and working on healing myself. But for women who are listening, you know, what is, you know, we, we talked in the previous episode about sleep and exercise and diet, you know, where would you say women should start, you know, from a healing perspective, getting back on track, because we can heal from this, we can be okay, we can live healthy and energized and happy. And that's why we're here. We're just talking, I'm talking from the struggle, not from the other side. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it is trying to figure out why, Mm -hmm. like, it's a sign that something else is going on in your body. And with a lot of women, I tend to see under eating, Mm-hmm. over exercising. Those are two big things that I see with women in my practice. So kind of taking, maybe just taking even a step aside just to say like, what is going on in my life right now that could be driver, you know, could be a driver of this. I do think like you mentioned, stress and sleep are really big, huge nutrition is really big. And I think about ways that you can tell your body that you are okay, that your body is safe. So making sure that you're fed and that you're nourished because a lot of women with thyroid issues have weight issues. And so then we tend to eat less, move more, and our body is then sensing more problem. Mm -hmm. And so it it backfires. So making sure that you're fed, you're nourished, you're eating really good nutritious food because nutrition is really a backbone for thyroid. Like we need certain nutrients actually in order to make thyroid hormone to convert T4 to T3 takes certain nutrients to get it in your cell takes certain nutrients. So eating a really good diet, blood sugars. We talked about that in the last episode. Blood sugars is 100% a foundational piece of that. So eating protein, Mm -hmm. eating healthy fat, getting a, you know, balanced meals, fasting, I find to be a stressor for a lot of women. That's a whole different topic for a different day. Well, that's what I Um, used to do. I used to fast. I used mm -hmm. to intermittent fast. I did for like two to three years. Yep. So there's a lot of good research out there on benefits, but Mm -hmm. I think there's not enough research on ways that it can really cause problems, especially in women. Women are not studied typically for fasting because of hormones. It's all the men. I know. Yeah. So (laughs) it is a stressor and it's a, it's, it can be a good stressor, but it can also be a bad stressor when your body is already stressed. Mm -hmm. And if it's a way to also under eat and restrict, then it's not helping. So I find that too. So making sure that you're getting a good solid breakfast in is super Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. And then stress, like we can't take it all away. So how can you support your body in managing stress, trying to help it to be resilient so it can bounce back a little bit easier. So supporting the adrenals. So again, eating, Mm -hmm. that's really important. Minerals are really important. So sodium, potassium, magnesium can really be good for the adrenals and for stress. Maybe you do something like journaling 
or meditation or yoga that really I love hot yoga yeah. I just started in October and I love it it doesn't even have to be hot but right. I have found that because my body de- doesn't detox mm-hmm. really well it helps me sweat so does Tori Sana um, <laughs> but I I love it and it is it is like the one thing other than obviously just being in prayer that's my my special time and that prayer absolutely helps but when I go to yoga I can actually turn off my brain Yep. And I can just focus for that one hour on loving my body and moving my body. And then when I lay there at the end and I'm just like out and I walk out of there just so refreshed. I wish I could fit it into my schedule more than I do. <laughs> and that's really getting you into parasympathetic nervous system. Like you were talking about fight mm-hmm. or flight. So yeah. trying to get you from that sympathetic to parasympathetic rest and digest telling your body that it's safe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that. Like my workouts that I do, we do Shavasana yeah. afterwards. And it is just like, okay, here I am. Like just, I can, I'm okay. I can like go numb, like I can go numb, like yeah. almost asleep. And they do that little bell to wake you up. And like, it's all of a sudden, like everything just starts like moving in your body. Like I'm not moving, but like, I feel it's crazy. I love it. (laughs) Well, and I want to, and if you have not looked into yoga before, there are different types of yoga. Like that's something that I do want to suggest because my favorite yoga is called surrender and it's holding poses for three minutes and more. And all it, I mean, it is basically you stay in pigeon pose for three minutes and that's my favorite because yeah. it's the it's the stretching it's the releasing like you can't help but just sit in it mm-hmm. and so if the if the hot yoga if you don't like being hot if yeah. that's not your thing or I'm like oh it's the only time I'm warm yeah, <laughs> yeah right right Tracy's finally warm enough um, but I mean there's there's so many so look into that you know, different options and what each class is because they are different Mm -hmm. and there's different ways that can support you. So I was just actually listening to a podcast last night where they were talking about muscle building and that yoga can still help with building muscle. We tend to think about weightlifting, but they were talking about a certain poses that can help with that. So anyway. Yeah. Again, it's so many exercises and it does so many different things. And, and Pilates is another Mm -hmm. one that I love, you know, for stretching and lean building. And, and I think honestly, stretching is something that we don't as a society don't do well. Yeah. We don't make time for that. Correct. (laughs) We don't. And, and we don't stretch before our workouts. We don't, you know, we may stretch after, but we don't warm up our muscles. But I think too, our muscles start to hold stress that way too. And so like, I mean, we've talked about our chiropractor and all the mm-hmm. trigger points. I know for sure a part of that is all the times that I haven't stretched and were released muscles before I put them to work. So but. that is not my specialty, but I do tend to recommend more low intensity when it comes to mm-hmm. exercise. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. For women dealing with thyroid stuff, because usually there is an adrenal component, there is mm-hmm. a stress component. And so when you are already stressed and then maybe you're waking up at 4.45 to go get your workout in. Okay, that's another stress. And then you're raising your heart rate for an hour in boot camp. Okay, well, that's another stress. And Mm so it's like also listening to your body and how do you feel? And if you do that and you can't make it through the day without a nap, that's a problem. So that's probably even a whole nother topic for another day. But but I tend to recommend more low intensity. So I love walking. Mm-hmm. I love weightlifting. I love yoga. Pilates yep. is great. Bar type classes are great. But 
yeah, even just mindful movement. I love walking because you can be outside. You can be yeah. in the sun. You can be in nature. You know, find a trail, take your dog, mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. I think that's I can't wait for the summer. Helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. even warmer spring. <laughs> yeah. Can we just get it to stay above 70 for <laughs> That'd be great. two and a half days? Kansas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. I know. We had 80 high and then low of 30. 30. Like, yeah. My, this week. Like, really? <laughs> I took my... Uh, on Tuesday, I took my kids to uh, the trampoline park and literally when we walked out of there, it was 80 degrees and we were talking about, I was like, yep. And when I drop you off at school tomorrow morning, it's going to be 38. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I was like, uh, I know. with 50 mile an hour winds. Yes, yes. exactly. Oh, so so crazy. make sure so. you put your weights on so you don't blow away. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. we know, we know that this is a lot of information. We know that our biggest thing is we won. We want women who are listening and men to know that you're not alone when you are, you know, battling something new, you know, maybe you don't know that's what you're battling. Hopefully some of this education from Lindsay will help you with getting tested and so forth. Or if Um, you've tested, been told you're normal, but you still don't don't feel feel normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So before we go though, let's talk Lindsay specifically how you work with clients to help them because yes, you do a lot virtually and I'm sure since we are all over, United States and the world that maybe somebody will find you through that. Yeah, I do virtual services for anybody in the U.S. and then I actually have an in-person office. Okay, now yeah. it's college and also for anybody locally, I do that. So I start with three-month programs with my clients. That gives us a chance to dig into labs, so fully assess what's going on. We work on nutrition, we work on lifestyle. So it's I just come at it from all different angles. So I don't just do nutrition just because I'm a dietitian. So we'll talk about lifestyle too. So the stress, the sleep, the exercise, Mm -hmm. the toxins, like all the things. And we'll talk about food and nutrition and try to find individualized recommendations to help you specifically feel better based on what is going on for you. So it's really individualized. I don't use cookie cutter recommendations. I am able to run labs so I can do blood work labs. I can do hormone labs, gut stuff. So I do some functional testing too. Okay. That's what I was going to ask because if someone doesn't know they have a thyroid issue, but they're not feeling great, they have a lot of symptoms and they're like, I need someone who's going to look at me as a whole and help me. That's still you. Yep. I can do that. And I do offer lab review sessions. So we can add on blood work mm-hmm. labs too, just to get that full panel. I tend to dig a little bit deeper. So if we look at blood sugars, I'm going to run more than what your doctor will typically run. So kind of looking a little bit deeper. Yeah. And then I do functional labs too. So if there's anything on top of that, that we really want to dig into to try to get some answers a little bit faster to kind of get to our goals faster, then mm-hmm. we can also do that. So yeah, that's awesome. So where can we find you online? How can they get in contact with you? Yep, I am at thyroidnutrition.rd on Instagram. The link in my bio will also send you to my website or to schedule a strategy call, which is just a way for us to chat to see if we're a good fit to work together, where I can kind of learn a little bit more about what you're looking for. You can learn about my services. My website is lindsayoreillyrd.com. And there's more information there as well. And we'll include all of that in the show notes for you guys. So it's all in one spot. And we just want to say thank you. I mean, thank you for your wealth of knowledge and sharing it with us. And hopefully this has encouraged some of you listeners to either to keep asking and advocating for yourself, or hopefully it's encouraged them to go, oh my gosh, wait, there are other moms that are not just saying they're tired, but are actually tired (laughs) and that you know that you're not alone and that there is somebody that can help you. 
So. Yeah, well, and something I took from your website or your Instagram, which I loved, was there's always more than one way to get answers. So to just keep seeking. And mm-hmm. with that, thank you, Lindsay, for being here. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having me. Absolutely. We will do it again. We'll find other fun topics <laughs> and do thyroid part two. <laughs> well, Tori thank gets, you. Or Tori, Tori gets, gets now. tested. <laughs> Tori gets tested. And we'll have the results. It'll be great. So thanks. Well, housewives, we will see you next week. Thank you, housewives. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow and living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook, link in the show notes, and be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.